0: Good afternoon, this is David Aaron's, and you're listening to Madison BookBeat. Uh, today we have a different program. I can't hear anything. You can't hear anything, David. I can't hear anything. Okay. Okay. Now I can hear. Okay. <laughs> It's better when I hear stuff, folks.
1: And it's funny that you mention that, David, because we're hoping to hear from you today. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Sholly Pittman here in the studio (laughs) with David Aarons. And we are hoping to hear from you about the books that you've read this year. Right, David?
0: That's right. Uh, This is a different take. We usually have an author on where the focus of Madison Book Beat is to talk about Wisconsin authors or books about Wisconsin, but we're really broadening the field today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could talk about whatever you've read, as long as it's more or less a book in some form. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> more or less. Uh, so um, uh, if you've read something that you would like to share that you find to be of interest or perhaps uh, not of interest, then you want to. Uh, we can give a pan of a book as well, uh, but I think people generally want to talk about stuff that they uh, enjoy and want to share. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: and it can be any type of book yeah. this hour. It can be an 800 page historical novel. It can be the trashiest book you've read. Oh, love um, trash. Yeah, <laughs> we really do. So uh, what's what's that number, David?
0: It's 256-2001, right. extension 9.
1: Yeah, so you're going to call 608-256-2001. I'm going to say that again. You've probably heard it a lot during our fall fundraising drive, but, you know, you use that phone number for other things, too, like calling Mm. into the program. So 608-256-2001. You're going to hear a voice menu, and you're going to press extension 9. That'll pass you off to Andrew in the studio and on to us on air.
0: Mm -hmm. We have a special uh, guest on air to start <laughs> off, so uh, Andrew, hi,
2: Douglas, Douglas
0: sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Douglas, hey, sorry. <laughs> Andrew's behind me. I have names, <laughs> here. Oh, oh, yes. I'm happy to be <laughs> here. <But sorry. laughs>
2: and I want to thank first of all, we had a donor uh call in, right, Charlie? Yeah, yeah, and just uh while the news was on, John, thank you very much for your generous donation
1: john from madison and john from madison picked up a the wart embroidered patch which can also be yours at the 35 dollar level as one of our premiums in the um in the fall fundraiser which ends today people this is your last day although you can give online anytime um but for the premiums and so on Mm -hmm. um and what are what are john's favorite shows douglas in that other tab it's right there.
3: Tab.
2: <laughs> I'll get you started. I don't his, want to speak for John with a, I can I can I can hope that John's favorite show is a public affair. And it is. On Monday. Favorite, favorite show number one, a public affair on Monday. Well, Thank you, John. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Seriously. And then he
1: adds that just all news and public affairs, and again, all news and public ar- affairs are John's it's favorite shows. kind show, of guy, so. right, Charlie? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and this is a public affairs show, too, right? We mm-hmm. uh, We devote an hour to literary endeavors that are local, which is kind of incredible, David. I think
0: it's the only one.
1: I think so. It's always hard to say that and someone says, oh, I have a podcast. But <laughs> usually, I it, I think this is really the only one. So it's very cool. And um, guess what, David? We have someone else to thank already in this pledge. Wow. Just to let you know, our goal this hour is uh, 10 callers this hour uh, f- during our fall fundraiser.
0: Okay. I, you think we can do yeah, I, I think, think we, we can do it. I think we can do it. it. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of readers out there and people who want to support, really not just this program. If you're sort of like, a, uh, uh, about this program, uh, that's okay, but I'm sure you listen to something else. Perhaps you've listened to Doug's program before and jazz afterwards. and we He just, prefers Douglas. Douglas, excuse me. Um, and uh, we're just a filler in between. <laughs> 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 so uh, you have the opportunity to just not to also say what are the other shows uh, that you appreciate because that's one measure of, of the success of a program is the ability of people to or interest of people to uh, chip in and uh, Uh, support the station as a whole
1: yeah we've had a little later i'll share some of the fabulous interviews that we've had so far this year by our collective of madison bookbeat hosts but um i just want to thank douglas for being in here and thanking that donor and i want to thank another donor uh, if we if we can yeah okay uh, we would like to thank Dan from Madison Dan uh, donated online at wortfm.org and Dan picked up the new wort glow in the dark skull t-shirt Ooh. in purple which I think is the best color this drive <laughs> so Dan made a fabulous decision to support WART and to scoop up that thank you gift and uh, you can do so as well by calling that same number 608 two zero zero one to donate you're going to hit extension one to call in and tell us what you've read this year you're going to press extension nine does okay. that make sense to, do i need to say that again i think, you think i got it okay I got it. you can also pledge online at wortfm.org
0: okay we'll get back to that i wanted to ask douglas though while we have
2: not a call in but a sit-in guest yeah. here <laughs> uh, Read any good books lately, Doug? I have, and before before I get to those, I just want to point out I did not know about the glow in the dark skull t shirt mm. and I know two small people who would really like those, <laughs> particularly in purple. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pony up, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
1: oh, they'll look so cute too. <laughs> they
0: will. Do we have kid sizes in that?
1: Uh small. Small so yeah. okay. it'll be a little baggy. At least for
2: the older ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So books. Um Um, well it's like it's like anything else once you start thinking about it you start thinking oh yeah and I read that and I read that Mm. Um, I tend to have a few books going at a time sometimes and sometimes I'm very deep in one but lately I've been dabbling and I'll I'll run off my dabblers here so um, one of the perks of being a volunteer host here at WRT is you get some free books every once in a while and one of those that came my way recently was Ross Gay's beautiful new collection of personal Essays, the book of more delights, more in parentheses. Mm. Um, because of course his first book, The Book of Delights was a runaway bestseller and he was in town last year a couple of times and uh, so we can count him as sort of a Madison regular and he uh, writes just what you would think in these little um, essayettes he calls them in The Book of Delights. They're they're just all focused. He writes one a day for a year. He's done this twice now and they're all focused on something that delighted him that day. Uh And he's got such a power of voice such a power of attention that he completely captivates you and he reminds you of not only the things that he's saying are great about the things that delight him but all the things that you run into in your day that you're delighted by and you say hey I should appreciate that more or I should share that with someone or I should think about that a little bit more whether it's something like you know the apple that you pick on a neighbor's tree that they say you know please everybody pick Uh, we've got so many apples right now or whether it's uh, the for him, Ross is always excited when somebody calls him baby. He gets real excited <laughs> when he's in a coffee shop or something, so that's a delight for him. But, you know, it's it runs the gamut with Ross Gay, but it's always, always interesting. So that's something. And I you read had recently. him on, right? I had him on a year ago, yeah, yeah. and he was just as captivating as you <laughs> you would expect. It's one of the highlights of it's my... It's
0: G-A-Y, is his last name?
2: Uh, that's right, okay. Ross Gay, oh, G-A-Y. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, he's uh, he teaches writing down at the University of Indiana, but... Um, became really well known as a poet. He wrote, uh, um, wonderful prize winning book called the um, A Catalog of Unabashed Gratitude Mm -hmm. which goes right along with the Mm -hmm. book of delights and he's become sort of a prophet so to speak in a kind of age of cynicism for uh, finding gratitude and delight in small daily things which sounds like it could be you know a little borderline sentimental Um, and I would say that he's never afraid of sentiment but he is definitely not sentimental it is not sappy reading and it will make you laugh it will make you cry mm. definitely uh, look for it uh it should be coming out i think this month or next month the book of more delights but look for the book of delights as well the original or the book i talked about with ross Gay last year was uh called inciting joy which is longer essays but uh really really rewarding oh
0: great suggestions Thank you so much Douglas. Great yeah, suggestions. Sure. I'm, in, I'm looking forward to it uh we have martin on the line um can we get martin here and
1: here to tell us about uh, his, book. his book. Martin, you're on the air.
4: Uh, hello, yeah. Um, it's uh, nice to be here. I've been a long-time listener, but I don't think I've ever been on the air here. So this is a new experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, Martin. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, so, yeah, uh, I actually read this book um, last year, but it's, well, it, I went to Barnes & Noble and they actually started selling a lot of copies of it where it was previously harder to find. And it is coming up on spooky season, so it's a book called um, "When Darkness Loves Us" by Elizabeth Engstrom. Uh, hmm. It's a collection of two novellas, both based around the like the the big concept of um of like women descending into darkness. They're both the first one's better, but the second one is also quite good, and they're both like deeply psychological. Um, the, I think the first one is about uh a woman descending into an underground. Uh, into an underground world and kind of like how she builds a life there. And the other one is about um, a woman who like uh, comes out of, is like just mentally out of a uh, traumatic event from her childhood and how she starts building a life uh, there. And uh, they're both very well written. Um, uh, they're part of like a, a full line of um uh, I guess paperbacks from Hell is kind of just re-releases of uh, books from like the 80s, and some of the others are quite good. Like in that line, I guess, and sort of like an advertisement. So, um, the Pride by Barry Wood is also quite good. That one's about a, it's like a detective story that just that like turns into a sociological study of New York and <laughs> the Jewish diaspora. there.
1: Those are um, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> So give yeah, us an but, example no. of, like, if you if you are a fan of this author, you would also like these books.
4: Uh, sure. I think if you like Sylvia Sil- Moreno-Garcia, I think Mexican Gothic, um, I think then you'd really like um, When Darkness Loves Us because I think it kind of deals with some of the same general concepts. Mm. Uh, let's see what else.
0: And so just, just uh, to get back what was the spelling of the author's f- name that you first mentioned? It's Angstrom.
4: Yes, uh, that's Elizabeth, um, and then E-N-G-S-T-R-O-M.
0: Okay, E-N-G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I just want, to, just for listeners to be able to, and for myself, to uh, follow up and uh, check her out.
1: Yeah, put it on the hold list. Yeah.
0: Um, right. Yeah, I mean, if you... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: Yeah, but if you go over to Barnes and Noble, they're selling like just a bunch of copies there. I think I saw 20 or so um, oh, last time I was okay. there. Okay.
0: All right. Support your local or international bookseller. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least it's a bookseller. Thanks very much, Martin. That was um, some good suggestions on, on sort of neo Gothic um, lit. Yeah, sort um, of
1: almost magical realism, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Love it.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much Martin for calling in. We're uh, hoping for you to call in at 608-256-2001. Tell us what book you've been uh you've been reading or what you've enjoyed in 2023. That number again, David.
0: 256-2001. 608
1: area code. And, and Press extension 9 to get through to this show. And, of course, you can press extension 1 if you'd like to donate to WORT. Which
0: would be a good thing to do.
1: It would be a good thing to do. We mm-hmm. have someone else to thank. Um, did I thank Dan already?
0: I nope. can't remember nope. if I
1: think, Dan. I probably did. But uh, we've we've uh, we've been so lucky to have two donors already this hour. Our goal is to have 10 uh, for Madison Bookbeat. Again, 608-256-2001, <clears throat> um, extension 1 to donate, extension 9 to call in. Uh, Dan from Madison donated and got the new glow-in-the-dark skull T-shirt. <clears throat> and John from Madison donated and picked up that wart-embroidered patch as a thank-you gift. Um, so be like John and Dan, call in and donate to W O R T. Mm-hmm. So David, what you you've been prepping for this show? You must have a whole <laughs> list of books. How did you compile this list of books?
0: Um, I'm a library user, <laughs> I got to say, <laughs> and um, so I'm a library user. Mass and Public Library for books, CDs, DVDs, name it, um, and. They have a great service, if you're a user, uh, called uh, History. Mm. And um, I have a history of everything that I've checked out for the last 11 years. Um, and it's it's kind of strange going through it because it's really this kind of uh, dreamlike bit of, Something that I read five years ago and yeah. um, read so or whatever. Anyway, so I I looked at my most current list over the past year of books, and it's it's a pretty long list. So I thought <laughs> rather than going through the whole grim thing piece by piece, I wanted to really highlight um, my favorite book yeah. <laughs> of the of the past year, and it's not to diminish some of the other terrific book. So my favorite fiction book uh, is Burnham Wood Mm. uh, by Eleanor Caton and it is a great read. I mean it's it's the story of uh, a group a collective group of of people in New Zealand who have this mission of to plant uh, food wherever there's unused land uh, in their city, uh, but they get caught up in uh, this almost kind of this futuristic um, uh, plan from some you know American billionaire to do thus and such, and a lot of it is arguments about whether to join with him consciously mm-hmm. uh, to join with him. And what are the benefits and downfalls of being part of this international monopolist um, who they perceive at the outset as being evil? But the discussion of it is a mature political and sophisticated political discussion that is so rare um, in, in fiction Um I was really taken with it.
1: Uh, so give us the title and author one more yeah, time. It's, it's
0: Burnham, B-I-R-N-A-M Wood, and that's a quote from Macbeth. Um, and her last name is Caton, C-A-T-T-O-N. Um, well, let me just leave it at that. I'll, later on I'll talk about my favorite nonfiction pick. Um, but I thought that was it's really outstanding and um, got terrific reviews, you know, and so on and so forth. But um, it's, uh it's a big read. It's a, it's a pretty uh, intense mm. book about all the personal struggles between these people and so on. So that's fabulous. Uh, it's, it's a fabulous book. So we have a new.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, so we're sharing our favorite books um, today on Madison Book Beat. David Aarons is a, uh, is telling us about his books, and we're inviting you to call in. What's that number one more time,
0: David? 256-2001-608. Yes. And
1: <laughs> I, I like how people give the area code after, because that's not how you <laughs> dial. So 608-256-2001. Call in. Talk to Amy um, if you, you're you looking to make a pledge and supporting literary shows on WORT. And we do have someone to thank who just... who did. Just do exactly that. We want to thank William from Madison. William called up Amy and gave to W O R T. Also picked up that W O R T embroidered patch, which is fabulous. Um, William's favorite shows are uh, let's see, All Day Saturday and Better Living Through Show Tunes. And you know what? I I stand corrected. He didn't call in. Uh, He likely came down to the station because there is cash
0: attached. He brought money. <laughs> he brought actual real money.
1: But it's a little easier. Uh, this is great. This works. Yeah. Thank you so much, William. You can also call us up, 608 256-2001. You can also pledge online at wortfm.org.
0: You know, you give what you can. Uh, I was a... Uh, I did phone answering at the last pledge and uh, the it was a great thing that First, we had a pledge that was like $1,000 or something like that. Oh, And wow. everybody was excited. And then the next person that I spoke to was a guy who came to the door. He was a homeless guy who was listening on his phone wow. and just gave us change.
1: Wow, that is, like <laughs> the prop- that is such a sweet act, though. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, WORT is a radio station. We touch so many people. Um, you know, it's we're accessible to all, which is amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of the beauty yeah, of so, it. So. so
0: give what you can. We have, of course, all these um, uh, different uh, levels um, to support the station, mm-hmm. your station, whether that's the apple green bistro mug. $60 level, some of those great Skull t-shirts at 120 and also the new Jupiter Bluetooth speaker. Mm. So give what you can, but uh, please give today, um, because today is the last day uh, of the Pledge Drive. Um, how do you read
1: Very carefully. (laughs) Thanks for asking, David. Well, yeah, we were talking about this a little bit before the uh, program. And I, too, also, you know, I read a lot for my day job, right? Just newspapers and magazines and stuff like that. And I think a lot of folks have have um, jobs like that. But when I want to sink my teeth into a book that will capture my attention, Um, kind of read to escape or read to learn, um, I definitely use the Madison Public Library. Um, I use it in a little bit different way than you do, though, David. Mm -hmm. Um, I use something called Libby. Have you heard of Libby?
0: Just a bit. I mean, I see it advertised or or noticed on there. Mm.
1: It's a really great tool. So Mm -hmm. if you have a Madison Library card, um, you can sign up for this service. uh, If you'd like to read on your phone or tablet or computer. Um, And I know not everyone likes to read like that. And I, I used to read you know, paperback, hard hardcover, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I have an iPad now uh, that has replaced most of my computers, <laughs> um, and I read I read on here and it's really nice to read uh, when I'm you know kind of in bed or the lighting situation in my house is not totally figured out Uh, and it's really nice to just read read on this iPad so so Libby allows me to read on this iPad and if you're have a Madison library card you can sign up for this service Um, it'll sync up and you can check out um, a lot of titles. You can put holds on up to ten titles. You can um, have access to audiobooks. Uh, you can, you know, and then and then I just read it through. I read it through the Amazon app, but I'm not giving Amazon any money. If that makes sense. Do,
0: do the books expire? Yeah. After a while. Yeah.
1: And it lets you know how much time you have left, which is kind of nice. And if you, you know, I just did this today. If you run out of time, you can just return it and then put another hold on it and then go back. Like to a regular book. Yeah. 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 But you don't have to take a trip down to the library to <laughs> yeah. do it, which is kind of nice. Yeah.
0: Do they have all of the books that are on the catalog?
1: Uh, They don't have all of the books, but I got to say it's a pretty good selection. So I like to read, you know, like what, okay, what are the top 10 books that the New York Times recommends this week? And how about the LA Times? And how about the book list? And so on. Um, And even for titles that haven't yet been published, they will be sort of coming or available in the... Libby catalog and you can, you can even ask it to notify you, uh, when it does become actually available if it hasn't even been published formally yet. So, mm. um, it's a pretty cool app. I really recommend checking it out. And, uh, one of my favorite tips that I like to give to reporters is, you know, Madison or, and whatever your library is, your library gives you so much. I'm a library kid. I was basically raised in a library. I worked <laughs> in them, David. So, um, They give you so much. Our reporters use their library cards to look up archives. So the Madison Public Library also looks uh, has a whole historical archive of Wisconsin newspapers. You just need your number and you just go on in and
3: right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's. um, It used to be on the State Journal page, Mm. and um, to my great disgruntlement, (laughs) that's now a paid thing. Um, but it's free. Yeah, it's free with it's the library free. card. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, what have you been reading on living?
1: Oh boy. I, I, so I came in with a whole prep doc. You limited your, you have more self-control than I do. You limited <laughs> yourself to one. I have a whole bunch. Yeah. Would you like uh, fiction or nonfiction Let's start with a fiction. fiction? Okay. Well, I would have to say, let me get to it. The best book that I read this year, uh, hands down would have to be It's called Our Share of Night by Mariana Enriquez Um, and Mariana Enriquez is a journalist in Argentina. Uh, She works at one of the newspapers in Buenos Aires and um, this book, Our Share of Night, was actually published in Spanish in 2019, but this year the English translation was uh, published. And this is kind of a long, it's like 600 plus pages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your typical horror novel, but I think it has some of the themes that our um, caller at the start of the hour Martin had. Um, it's very dark and surreal and has um, elements of magical realism in it. Um, I won't give away the whole plot, but at a, at the heart of the novel is a powerful family with, uh, with immense wealth. They're also founders of this global cult. Um, and... You kind of follow them as they manipulate um, the the poor and the downtrodden um, into their quest to seek immortality. Um, a big conceit of this book is that there's a another kind of mystic place called the Darkness, which is kind of like a demonic world. Um, and it's over the course of several decades. But running throughout this book is actually, um, I mean, it's set in Argentina. Um, And the the reporter, Mariana Enriquez, has talked about um, this kind of literary form as a way of grappling with the atrocities of the past, of grappling with the junta and dictatorship of Argentina, the horror and collective trauma of political oppression and mass murder and the disappeared, um, and a kind of digesting that collective trauma in a way that like, you don't, it's there. (laughs) And this is one of the um, one of those books where I did find myself on Wikipedia, like trying to figure out history yeah. <laughs> a little uh-huh. bit. Um, so it's a little bit dark, but it it is really sus- suspenseful. Um, she she is a, an amazing writer, and the translation is excellent. Um, I think I mean I don't know Spanish, but last name um, is
0: Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, wait,
1: uh, no, hang on, it is enriquez mariana <coughs> enriquez. enriquez yeah enriquez. our share of night in spanish it's nuestra parte noche 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 um so yeah i definitely mm-hmm. recommend um it's very it's a very satisfying novel um but yeah it i mean i guess i should give a content warning there's some stuff in there that it's a little <laughs> bit you know yeah um yeah All right. Give me one of your fiction books. First,
0: first, I want to hear from Amy, who's on the line.
1: Oh, excellent.
0: And um, wants to talk about books.
1: Amy, go ahead.
3: Of course, I want to talk about books. Um, (laughs) So the first one I thought I would mention that your readers might find interesting is When Crack Was King. Twenty twenty three nonfiction title. It's a people's history of a misunderstood era is the subtitle. And Donovan Ramsey is the author. Um and this is one of those nonfiction books that's written in a way that uh you really can um get involved because he presents the history of crack in the United States to the stories of four individuals, people Mm -hmm. who were involved on various levels, one of whom Kurt Schmoke.
0: Oh yeah Baltimore Mm -hmm. and
3: an early advocate of decriminalization. Um Sean McRae, who was a community activist, basketball prodigy, and a founding member of the Zoo Crew out in Los Angeles or in um, Newark. Uh, he was their, That was their most legendary group of drug traffickers. And, um, and then a couple of other people and how crack impacted them. And through those stories, he also weaves somewhat the history of um the War on Drugs in this country um, actually started, apparently, with Richard Nixon um, and continues, unfortunately, to this day in its current iteration. Uh, but it is it is really an interesting um, look at where did crack come from and um, the impact on the lives of people, the mythology that grew out, about crack, the whole um, story crack about crack babies with, yeah. and things like that, which I learned was not actually true. Um, but yeah, it, it just is, uh, it really resonates today. If you also read some of the books about the opioid epidemic mm. um, and the similarities between the two, the um, decimated communities and how a drug was introduced that took people who were already hurting um to a lower place. So I would it's not an uplifting read, but I would definitely recommend it. And yeah. then another one that I oh, go ahead.
0: I was gonna ask whether <coughs> excuse me, one of the people who are um profiled profiled on it are um or any of the children of crack users. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, so there, there I are, mean
0: there, I mean there are a whole whole generation of people in major cities who are the children of crack users who became orphaned by it and I mean there are you know probably a million people and sometimes um, you come across them I remember reading a profile of uh, someone in New York and and the reporter mentions somewhere in the, in the story that, oh, and -and so-and-so was the child of crack parents who were addicted to crack. And he was homeless for a certain number of years. And it's really part of a whole generation of people who got, whose parents uh, got caught up in it. And, um, it would be that I mean, maybe it's a different book, but it's sort of like a where are they now mm-hmm. um, okay. a story. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So the person profiled in this book is um, Elgin Swift, and he was the son of a crack addicted father who turned basically their home into a crack house. And so, yeah, um, looking at the impact of this drug on people's lives from a variety of different perspectives, I thought that was particularly effective.
0: Um, yeah.
3: In, in presenting that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so it's called "When Crack Was King," and um, the author again is Donovan. Yeah.
3: Middle initial X, last name Ramsey. R A M S E Y. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, um, it's. At the time, of course, it was a onslaught in many communities that um, had, to have stated word, a devastating uh, effect and has somehow been forgotten for Mm -hmm. people. I mean, it was something that happened, you know, again, mostly in poor minority communities, uh, devastated them and uh, thousands were in jail. You know, so many thousands died from it and um, we just kind of closed the book on it and really learned very little and um, And moved on. In effect,
3: as a drug, it kind of disappeared. You don't hear much about crack anymore, and so the book talks a little bit about that, of what happened to crack.
0: What happened to crack?
3: Yeah, and why is it not Scourge anymore? What happened to crack was, I think, primarily the author um, presented that, the people who grew up in the communities, a lot of those children that you're talking about mm-hmm. who watched the devastation of their parents and their grandparents walked away. And and so it wasn't a continuous thing through generations because they could look at how people went from um, – Regular parents, people who had jobs, people who had work, people who were raising their families to people who who were basically incapacitated by their drug addiction. And the younger generation decided they weren't going to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Thanks very much. That's a great, uh, sounds like a great book and uh, something that listeners may want to check out thanks um, so thanks for calling there was
3: another oh yeah go ahead Yeah. well there was another one i was going to throw out there um, which is also really relevant which i think is why the author wrote it at this time it's called pathogenesis a history of the world in eight plagues <laughs> and the author looks historically going back to neanderthals to um, develop a history of how pandemics have actually shaped much of human history, Mm -hmm. that we look at things and we don't pay attention to what was going on um, in the biological situation at the time that allowed certain civilizations to conquer other civilizations. And that, in fact, many times in history, it was decimation by uh, pandemics that allowed people to be conquered by another civilization. And if that um, path and did not do that, history might have turned out differently.
1: Correct. So, Who's the author on that?
3: That is Jonathan Kennedy.
0: All right. How do you read books, Amy? Do you read paper or electronic or audio or. Ooh. All of them. All, all of them. Um, <laughs> okay. You'll take it as it them. comes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right, now, some things I read on paper, um, I do love audiobooks, um, particu- particularly because I realized that actually even as an adult, it's so wonderful to have someone read you a book. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you'll get things like The Dutch House by Ann Patchett read by, oh my God, and now I'm just, I just had his name, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. So are listening to this book and tom hanks is reading it to you i mean it's so sublime <laughs> yeah. um but yeah and then i also do digital books and digital audiobooks through uh libby and um the library system i belong to also has another product called hoopla oh. so all those ways excellent
0: well it's a great suggestion i'm looking to uh, Look for that Pathogenesis book. Yeah. Um,
1: Thank you so much, Amy, for calling here on Madison BookBeat. We're adding two more books to our uh, to-read list. Um, Hey, it's one you You're listening to Madison BookBeat. Hey, David Aarons. We're listening for calls. Yeah. We're (laughs) we're listening for you. (laughs) We're listening
0: for you, too. Uh, Tell us about your book, uh, but also to express your support for the station.
1: Yeah, so um, we are asking for your support on this. The last day of our Fall Fund Drive, 608-256-2001. That's the number to call to give to WORT. You can press 1 to be connected with our uh, donation phone answerers. Um, And if you'd like to join this show in the next... 10 minutes that we have remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh now's the time to do it. 608-256-2001 if you want to be on air as well, press extension 9 and be connected with us, but uh, time's kind of running down. Uh we want to thank William, Dan and John for donating so far in this hour, but our goal this hour yeah. is 10. They William, Dan and John helped make uh our goal and help support WORT because this is a community project, uh, much like reading in a lot of senses but we need you to be the next call to support wort so Mm 608-256-2001 and i'd be remiss just like you can do things the analog way or you can do them digitally you can also uh you can also donate online wortfm.org uh look for the orange donate button and you're you're off on Mm -hmm. your way we have a variety of thank you gifts which i'm Sure, you've heard about ad nauseum uh, over the past two weeks, but at the $35 level, we have that wart embroidered patch. And speaking of books, I would be extremely remiss if I did not mention at the $45 level, we have Madison, the illustrated sesquicentennial history by Madison BookBeat's own Mm -hmm. Stu Levitan. That can be yours uh, for a donation of $45 or more. And all contributions help wart enormously. We are community funded. About 80% of our funding comes from you. So we need 10 of you this hour. We've got three down, so we need seven more.
0: This is your last opportunity to contribute during a Madison Book Beat mm-hmm. show. Well, I could say is Readers Unite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that like Procrastinators Unite tomorrow? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but you can't do it tomorrow. Mm. Uh, do it <laughs> you now. Can, you
1: can donate yeah. online. Um, the, for the rest of the week, I think. And the I think the premiums sure. are going to stay up but for a couple days. But it's
0: better to do it. But
1: now, why not do it now? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to talk to you, and we can read your comment on the air, and all mm. sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we we need you to make that call. Um, hey, Pat, uh, David, I I hope you don't mind, but I had a connection to. what Amy was talking about yeah go ahead yeah let's hear it so we uh, turning to nonfiction Mm -hmm. um, one of the also one of the best books I've read this year is called Rogues True Stories of Grifters, Killers, Rebels, and Crooks. That's by Patrick Radden Keefe, who's a writer for The New Yorker. Um, But you probably know that name because he wrote Empire of Pain about the Sackler dynasty and the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. One of the best examples of like literary journalism I've ever seen. It really dives into the family history and how the Sacklers really knew what they were doing. (laughs) Um, It's just kind of... um, unavoidable if you read that he also wrote say nothing about the troubles and the, the I re- search i read that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's an amazing book as yeah. well and, and speaking of what um amy was talking about someone reading to you i listened to say nothing um as an audiobook and the narrator who reads that book has the best, best accent best <laughs> accent it's so and i it's, I, it's, all so, irish.
0: it's about the irish um struggle uh, yeah
1: it's particularly uh, in belfast um so yeah that's a fabulous book but he's out with a new kind of collection of essays um and so there are a couple couple excellent ones i just want to highlight there's one about the the there's an essay about the world of extreme fake wine and I had the unique uh, pleasure of reading about one of the Koch brothers getting swindled over a bottle of fake wine. Oh, and that was a good essay. Right. That's what it kicks off with. Um, and then there's um, The Hunt for El Chapo, where he focuses on the, the mystique of criminals and the kind of escape of uh, El Chapo um, and just kind of like the lengths he went to to, to escape. There's one about Mark Burnett, the reality television mm-hmm. producer who created The Survivor and The Apprentice. Oh
0: so a lot of these are from the new yorker because so i think i've read that yeah uh,
1: and then he connects it to the role in uh of trump trump yeah, yeah mm-hmm. rise to power um mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's just so many good ones in here um there's one about anthony bourdain which didn't quite make sense i guess he's a rogue um and then um yeah it was just a, a, everything by patrick patrick radden keith is great but um yeah Start with this one or Empire of Pain or Say Nothing. You'll Yeah. You'll be in for a treat. What a
0: trilogy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'll keep you upbeat for the night.
1: <laughs> so give me another uh, give me another book yeah, that you've read uh, this year. I guess a,
0: a book that I um, just it was just fantastic. It was and I guess it's pretty um, significant on um, Indigenous Day. Uh, Today, Indigenous Peoples Day, Day. Uh, and it's a book. It happens to be called Indigenous Nation. Excellent. And um, it's a um, it's written by uh, Finn, a Finnish historian, lives in England. But it's really a definitive history of this whole notion that we had of colonial America and that the colonists somehow controlled. The United States, in from 1600 to um, the mid 1850s, mm. is basically a fiction, and that it was, in fact, an indigenous nation. That uh, indigenous people really did control <laughs> the country. Just because they had a dot with a fort name in on some river in Detroit, didn't mean that they controlled. Michigan and Wisconsin and Illinois, mm-hmm. they just controlled that fort. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nation continued to be um, controlled by different peoples, and they had very sophisticated means of maintaining their power, maintaining their sovereignty over their people, uh, and that that continued until uh, you know, well after the Civil War, especially in the Southwest, where um, indigenous people continue to fight for uh, their land and for their being, and and throughout the thing, how uh, they fought back at every at every juncture. It's um, it's an incredibly well researched, um, uh, you know, not you know dogmatic. It's just here are the facts, folks. Let's look at this period of time, and this is you know what we know of the records of people in such and such a place and Seminole Indians fighting uh, for their rights for 200 years through Florida and Georgia and so on. And I thought it was, it's pretty significant for the day uh, today. And it happens of course to be called indigenous nation. And um, it's, it's a big read. And even if you can't get through the whole thing uh, just to, pick it up and read some of it, you get the sense of, of sort of what we've been told isn't really the truth at all. And i reading it and him discussing, you know, sort of these fake maps. I remember, you know, being a child and reading these history books and thinking, oh, yeah, that's where the French controlled all of Louisiana. And it was just, <laughs> just nonsense. You know, it was just nonsense. They had 300 people there with their fort and they dared not go out two miles. <laughs> yeah. So
1: give us the author on that book.
0: His name is H-A-L-A-K-I-N-I-E-N.
1: Wow, you did that from memory. Yeah,
0: and uh, so it's a, so he's a Finn and his first name is Pekka, P-E-K-K-A. Mm-hmm. Um The only name, if you look it up in a catalog, He's probably the only one. <laughs> so, I know the feeling. Yeah, so um, uh, uh, I really recommend it. It's a, it's a great nonfiction piece. And before I finish, another book that I want to recommend. It's a fiction book. And I had the pleasure of interviewing the author on BookBeat. Um, and that is, uh, it's called Coyotes of Carthage. And the author is Stephen Wright. He's a professor at UW Law School and uh, the English Department. It's a very funny, moving, and informative novel about elections and how Mm -hmm. campaigns and elections are put together and how they're run. It's, It's really up to the minute of the machinations of a group of people who want to put in a referendum that would effectively get voters to destroy their own town yeah. and, uh, which we have many of uh, now but uh, it's it's funny, it's about uh, environment race relations it's packed full of everything without being sort of, uh, gee now I'm going to put in this part and that part it's not just sort of compa- com- compartmentalized It's it comes across as a true story, it comes across Almost journalistic, in fact. So it's it's a terrible title, Coyotes of Cawthra. <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> By Stephen, uh, I asked him uh, about it in the interview. <laughs> I mean, how, how did you come up with this title?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm <clears> really glad though that you plugged that um, you interviewed. Stephen Wright in March. But um, I actually have in front of me a list of all of the shows that we've had on Madison Bookbeat in 2023. And looking at this, I'm almost overwhelmed. Uh, our little collective here of hosts have done an incredible job highlighting um, fiction and nonfiction in Wisconsin and writers locally. Um, just a, a couple to get you started. We have Andrew Thomas, who is our engineer right now, but has interviewed. Uh, Catherine Harlan with a book called Fruiting Bodies. He interviewed Jeff Charlotte, The Undertow, Scenes from a Slow Civil War. That one was a big deal as Mm -hmm. well.
0: And Um, Quan... I I should Amy Kwan uh, Barry is one of my favorite um, uh, fiction books. When I'm
1: when I'm gone, look for me in the east. That was just recently, Um, you know. So Andrew's been doing a great job. Cole Erickson, our latest recruit to the crew, has done a great job. Um, He interviewed. Steve Fox, uh, uh, I think I believe a writer published by Platteville University Press, hmm. um, and uh, Deshawn McKinney with "Father, Forgive Me" in August, um, and B. Platic dr- with a, a novel called "Dry Land" that I think. I think I saw that at, at the, the Wisconsin Book Festival, but I could be wrong. Um, and then, of course, the founder of the show, Stu Levitan, who, of course, just comes through, an um, immaculate interviewer, comes through with the best intros you've ever heard. Um, <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> those are a little long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they really set it's up thorough. the guests, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, just a couple yeah, weeks ago, Stu, Stu interviewed uh, Joyce Carol Oates, right, which right. is incredible, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, who, of course, will be at the Wisconsin Book Festival or was at the wisconsin book festival so um you know we have all of these available online at wardfm.org uh just go under the news and talk tab and look for madison book beat we have a podcast if you search your podcast app of choice um just search for madison book beat you can hear all of these interviews and our our little collective of folks really um you know work their butts off to get to get these <laughs> interviews out to you to maybe um, entice you with something to read. So um, as we kind of round up the show, I just want to make one last uh, call for donors to support literature, you know on on it, it is a audio art form. it's read, but it's also um, read out loud to you on this show. So call that number
0: two five six six zero eight.
1: Oh, Two that's confusing. Five, yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, okay. Let me start at the beginning. She okay. said, uh, call that number. Call that number. And I'll say 608-256-2001, and then you just hit one, and you can make a pledge. And, and we need uh, more pledges, both for this hour and to round out our uh, drive here. We're a little behind, and we want to catch up. We certainly don't want to prolong uh, the pledge drive, but... Uh, This will help enormously. Keep this community (gasps) ready. And we have
1: someone new to thank. We would like to thank Gerard from Madison. um, And Gerard's favorite show is Soul Sessions. Um, So thank you so much, Gerard, for your support. And we need six more donations to go in the last three minutes of this show. 608-256-2001. You can also pledge online at wortfm.org. Maybe uh, go check out a recent interview on Madison. Bookbeat and stream it, and then uh, hit that donate
0: button, yeah, or any of the news programs. Yeah. As uh, Shally, who's our news producer for WORT, director, director, excuse me, um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> sholly Pittman, who's our news director of WORT FM, um, oversees and and runs a number of shows, including the nightly local news, uh, a public affair. So we have a so many different avenues where we're bringing the news and the people and the events to you directly.
1: And you know, where we have book interviews, Madison BookBeat is not the only place where we uh, discuss important topics with authors about their recent books. Um, We have as you said, a public affair. Query, perpetual notion machine. The eight o'clock buzz. Uh, her turn. Mm-hmm. They, labor, uh, labor. Labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, labor. Less so, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but th- those are all shows I can think of in recent memory who have interviewed authors uh, quite frequently with mat- local connections. Tony Casaneda on the Thursday eight, right. eight o'clock buzz just right. talked with Jonathan Melrod. Mm-hmm. Um, as did did you do that interview? I did too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sometimes we double up and have. Different Different interviews. Different audiences. Yeah, different audiences. So we need you to make that pledge. We need five of you to make that pledge 608 256 2001 and online at WORTFM.com. Dot O-R-G. Hey, we want to thank William, Dan, and John, and Gerard one last time for supporting uh, Community Radio. We also want to thank Amy and Martin, and I think that was it, right, for our callers, um, for calling in. The authors that we mentioned were Elizabeth Angstrom, Ross Gay, oh, and Douglas for mm-hmm. sitting in right, here. Right. Ross Gay, uh, Donovan Ramsey, and Jonathan Kennedy, um, and then we'll link to all the books we talked about today great. online. Uh, That's great. I will do that, David. You, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't count on me to do it. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Well, do you want to wrap up the show <clears throat> so we end on time? Yeah.
0: And thanks for listening. And for those of you who have called in, either for a pledge or to uh, share uh, what you've been reading, Uh, We've enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll be able to do this uh, once in a while. Yeah, this is Uh, fun. I think we uh, really focus on talking to authors, but I think it's also important to look at the other end of it. And uh, let's hear from our readers as well. We have um, so much to share, but we need you to help uh, keep this Radio Signal Live.
1: 608-256-2001. You've been listening to Madison Bookbeat here on WORT 89.9 FM. Madison, stay tuned for three hours of jazz with Alex Wilding White. But first, the Insurgent Radio Kiosk. Thanks to Amy and Andrew and David and everyone who makes community radio possible.